Episode 300 of Podquisition, and hey. I thought I'd do I thought I'd do something special for you both, but I've got I've got to lay down a ground rule. I've only got one ground Boo. rule this week. If you want your your treat and your surprise, when you said episode 300, I thought yay. When you said treat, I thought yay. Roll boo. What is this roll? Ah, who wants rules? Okay, the rule is. We're gonna bring someone special. We're gonna bring someone special in this week. You have to let them talk about video games. That's. Um... Uh, wait, uh, wait, hang on a second. I, I, yeah. I, see, it's barely even a rule. Why would it even be a rule? Well, Is there anyone in the world you wouldn't want to let talk about video games? Well, I mean, that's the thing. This this better be superb. Well, I, you, the only way to find out is to agree to let them talk about video games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Laura K. Dale, you've done it again, you wily dog. <laughs> You've done it again. You've called our bluff and painted us into a corner and put us in a bind <laughs> so we sleep with the fishes and other things that you've done. Right, what the hell's going on? Who who have you brought before us? What dainty dish before these kings? Do, do, you, want, do you want to introduce yourself, person we've got here this week? I'd love to. I, I kind of can't believe I'm here. I've, I've felt like the... Dungeon Gimp Mistress. Yes. For so many years, never invited onto the proper show. Yeah. Just up there with his real family while I'm down there eating scraps. You've been on this before. Waiting to get tickled if I'm lucky. I mean, I mean, Jonathan, I'll tickle you. <laughs> listeners, mate. it's me. Dear listeners, you might have heard this voice and thought, oh, I wonder who it could be. Maybe a. Maybe a previous, uh, you know, cast member. Maybe a, a, a celebrity. And then you've heard Jonathan. Some real way to... Yeah, do you want to commemorate the 300th episode in a significant way yeah. with somebody, you know, core to the, the ethos of the podcast? <laughs> and and I, I think some people might be listening right now and thinking to themselves, what? <laughs> but don't worry, dear listener, shut your fucking pie hole, because what we've got on our hands is pure celebrity dynamite. Genuine talent. Mm. Uh. Jonathan Holmes. Celebrity du jour. Well, Celebrity de 1998, right? <laughs> That's generous. He yeah. was on MTV's Road Rules Northern Trail. That he was. Well, no one knows what that is. No one, no <laughs> one, literally no one knows what that they is. They know what MTV is. <laughs> I don't know if that's even true. They've it's got music videos on they, it. Were you in a music video? Most of our <laughs> listeners are millennials. We, I don't appeal to Zoomers. I think they find me creepy. So we're fine. People will know this. They won't. They won't. Well, they'll know MTV. They might know Road Rules. Mm. They won't know Northern <laughs> Trail. So let's so. just let's just. Like, snippet at MTV. We have MTV's Jonathan Holmes in the house. Oh, oh yes. The one with the baseball cap on backwards. And he wants to talk about video games. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. I'm not <laughs> a 43-year-old lad with his hat on backwards, ready to chat with the kids. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> it's terrible. You don't look a day what? over 43, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, yeah, you really do look precisely your age. <laughs> yes, I, I did do that right. But, but, like, a really, really good, though. Like, I look at you and I think, oh, that is one hot 43-year-old. Mm. That is mm -hmm. one hot 
Mama, that is one cheesy quesadilla. The bathroom selfies that you've been dropping <gasps> on Twitter lately have been... Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, you, you've been dropping some choice selfies. Oh, you've seen them? If you follow Non Trotsky at Twitter, right... N-O-N-T-R-O-T-S-K-I, right? It, you'll know him because he, he looks like, uh, the, the avatar looks like uh, What's It Off The Money For Nothing video, right? But Jonathan does not look like a What's It Off The Money For Nothing video. Mm-hmm. He's getting his chicks for free, but for other reasons. It's not. I, I, I look a little like a small, bald rock, the rock <laughs> with uh, flab, <laughs> like a flab rock. Oh my God. Why is Jonathan not Machamp? No, I'm sorry. This is the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the wrong podcast. This is Position 300, and we've been doing this show somehow for six years, yeah. and every episode has at some point talked about video games, which I think is a minor miracle. So I thought, let's look back at six years of video games that have happened in the time that I've been wrangling this to happen. Six years of video games... Six years is a long time, Jonathan. I want to fill you with gogurt. I want to fill you with gogurt and turn you into the world's biggest gogurt tube. No, this is a video game bitch. We're doing video games. All right, yeah. Yeah. We're going to stick to this, right? Because that's what the listeners want. They want a video game or two, or maybe even three. They want a video game or two. And it's clear that it's what the audience wants because we have a whole other podcast that's nothing but this bullshit and nobody listens to it by comparison. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna direct us. I'm gonna get us going somewhere. Jonathan. Yes. Tell me about a video game in the last six years that you thought was pretty good. Oh sure, I'd love to. Uh Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh off the top of my head I was thinking about Travis Strikes Again, which is the third No More Heroes game, but it's not No More Heroes three. Yeah. That's a game that's coming out <laughs> next year. I love Jonathan Gnomes. Yeah, I love. I love. That's what you're. You're going with Travis. You're going with Travis Strikes again. Yeah, sure. Am. Like, like the last year game. I'm happy that he's gone with Travis Strikes again because in our show notes he's put brackets the Boston son of video games. <laughs> Boston's favorite. Sorry, the Boston's favorite son of video games. Yeah, I was. I was multitasking. Not your fault. It is. And that's why I wanted to lead with it. Um, it's been a while since we've talked about video games specifically, Jonathan. You and I, I think it's been like seven or eight years. Seven or eight years by design on my part. Long time, um, yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it to wait seven years for you to say one of the best games of the last six years was Travis Strikes Again. Oh, no. <laughs> But, 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 but seriously <laughs> Well it takes you uh, You've played it I remember your review of it was not positive And I was like I get it I get it He doesn't enjoy it Oh I wasn't too fond mate Yeah you, I get why But I don't judge you for that It's just it's uh, that That's just pure Jonathan mm-hmm. That's wonderful <laughs> Yeah Is it really? Yeah I mean a lot of people like it I'm actually working right now on a, a zine the Grasshopper Grasshopper Manufacture Zine issue two. It's coming up. Drawing a picture right now for it. Yeah. I mean, well, Jonathan, until you smear it all over my face until I just stink of you, right? Mm. You liking Travis Strikes Again is peak, Jonathan. There'll be another peak, but that'll have to be after lockdown. It's a good game. I mean, I, 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 was, uh, I was into it. And I don't know if everyone here has played it. We've talked a lot about how you, you're not surprised that I like it. In fact, it's peak me. But they may not know what it even is. Here's what it is. It's a top-down yeah. action game in the No More Heroes series. You, it's co-op. 
You can uh, hit people with a lightsaber or with a baseball bat, depending on which character you choose. And you go through a series of video games within the video game on a system called the Death Drive Mark II, I think. Remember correctly? Yeah, it it's it sort of promises that you're going to go to all these different video game worlds of different genres, yeah. but then every genre is hitting things with a stick. <laughs> yeah, I like it when because the the best thing about Travis Strikes Back is by the time it was doing oh we're a video game in a video game world, right? That was already old hat, and then they didn't even do that properly. They didn't. He wasn't too. I mean, properly. Nia did better. And Nier wasn't taking place in a video game, but it was still like, ha, 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 genres. Yeah, got them coming out of our fucking arsehole. And then there's this game specifically about genres, and it's like, genres? I shoved all those up my fucking arsehole. <laughs> well, funny you should mention and put it that way, because there's a, yeah. there's a show we're on called Boston's <laughs> Favorite Son, and you, you listen to it expecting, oh, ideas for, for a guy to get famous that's been done before, but they're going to do it right this time. And then they just, they just don't do it on that show. They instead are just like, why don't we put you in a hole with dog corpses and see what happens? Just attract a crowd. Why don't we, why don't we have you on a porch just trying to feed pizza to children? Wait, Jonathan, why aren't you in a hole with dog corpses? <laughs> exactly. yeah, why are you that? And, and, and Travis strikes again. For those unaware... For those unaware, for the past several years, Conrad and I have been trying to um, rebuild Jonathan's fame from, mm -hmm. from his Road Rules glory days. Uh, not to great effect. And to and, and, and against this great resistance for reasons I fail to understand. Yeah. And I don't want you in a hole full of dog corpses. I want you in a hole full of live eels. We're going to call you Squirming Johnny. People pay $5 to throw more eels in. Anyway. So I played a video game in the last six years that I really liked. <laughs> did you? I did. That's good for you. Yeah. I oh, played Disco God. Elysium. And I, yeah, we've talked about this a lot, but it just bears repeating. Uh, it is the singularly best written game ever. It's excellent. Yeah. Writing-wise, it's excellent. It is a role-playing game that truly commits to letting you build up who your person is. Yeah. Faults and all. It, well, it commits to role-playing as a concept, too, and actions and consequences. Yeah. You get to decide who this character is going to be, and the world acts in response. And it's, it's the one game I've played ever that has really, for me, emulated the experience on some level of interaction with a game master in a tabletop setting. I mean, obviously, it's still flowcharts and a bit of random mm. chance, but it is so effective in not making it clear when the things that you're doing are going to have an effect sometimes that it's just amazingly powerful. For a first-time development studio, I don't understand how they pulled this off. It is... The kind of thing that if you pitched like to any development studio or publisher, they should rightly say, no, don't do that. It will never work. You can't do it. Yeah. And somehow it works. And it's, a, it's one of the few games in which I will truly commit to playing out my fuck-ups because sometimes those are the best part of it is watching the consequences of your, your fuck-ups. I mean, it's inherently part of the experience to screw mm -hmm. up. Yeah. It's part of the character's whole backstory, basically. Uh, and and because you still progress in some fashion, um, unless you die, of course, um, the consequences are meant to be lived with because you will carry on. But and some of these consequences will happen hours after you've done them. 
And because this is all narrative based, there's there aren't gameplay mechanics. This isn't like a morality mm. system, do the good thing, do the bad thing, get a different reward. It's do something you thought was funny and then hours later realize you fucked someone up. It's brilliant. Yeah. Is this the game where if you nod your head too much, you can break your own neck? Am I remembering that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> it's very political, Jonathan. <laughs> very, very political. My, my experience of that game is still best summed up by doing an entire lengthy side quest to go find a piece of music to do karaoke with, and then fucking up a single dice roll, yes. and having a three-minute just, here is a man singing out of tune to a depressing dive bar for three minutes. And it was great! I mean, it is, it is painful to listen to, but it is so good. Yeah. Uh, no, great, great game. Disco Elysium's a good old game. Yep. Jim, what's the game that you really liked in the last six years? I'm baby boom boom. I want my baba. Wait, what's this? Oh, God. A wacky old character has joined in for episode 300. Baby boom boom? I'm baby boom boom. I want my baba. That was all there was to that character. Bye, baby boom boom. Bye. Sexy Brutal. <laughs> very good game. Sexy Brutal. Tell us about the Sexy Brutal. Yeah, it's a very good, very good game. I really need to replay it. I haven't played it since it first came out, but it's a, a very strongly narrative-driven puzzle game. And... It's good. Don't <laughs> <laughs> there mustaches in it? I remember that. It's been... I, I just realised it's been so long ago. All I remember is that I fucking love it. <laughs> I really need to replay it. There's very flamboyant characters in masquerade masks, and I think there's some stuff with time fuckery. Yeah, yeah, there's a time loop element that, you know, you have a certain amount of time in the environment to get characters into places or get items to places before the loop begins again. And there are, like, save points that you can start the loop from to get you closer. And there are all these uh, murder plots and stuff that are unfolding in real time. Yeah. Yeah, it's all these little character interactions happening all around you. Is it sexy, though? How sexy is it? That's the name of the casino. Oh. Yeah, it's set in this casino called the Sexy Brutal. Um, It's a wonderfully designed little area, and it's got all, all sorts of great characters in it. And just all these little stories that unfold as you go through and replay the day over and over. And it unfolds into a really, really kind of a complex little tale. It's it's a really nice experience for getting as much detail as possible crammed into this really tightly designed small environment. Mm. It's it's just there's always something happening just out of sight. Sounds like a uh, knives out. Is it like knives out kind of? You know knives out. I've I've heard of it. I keep meaning to watch it. I mean, Not I know quite. that that is a yeah, like a murder drama type thing that was very popular recently. Yeah, they're, they're similar insofar as they're kind of somewhat tongue-in-cheek murder mystery kind of things. But stylistically and everything else, they're very different. Knives Out is a very, very good film, though. Very, very good. Yeah, I liked it, too. You haven't yeah. talked to me about things you just like outside of my body or putting something inside <laughs> of my body. For years, this is such a special treat for me. I would like to say in the past year or two, it's been more about you putting things into my body. <laughs> not not even in a sensual manner, just, I mean, I've got cavities and you've got a lot of stuff. I'm offering help. <laughs> I think you wanted me to be in a shed. If you've bought one too many book for the shelf, just one book too many... <laughs> Just pop it on up. So, so, uh, 
So, uh, Jonathan. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jonathan, what other video games have you liked in the last six years? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. I, all I'm doing is trying to be a human library. But please, Jonathan, <laughs> tell us about a game. <laughs> Uh, I liked Downwell a lot. I think that's within the, the past six mm. years, though. It yeah, was, I think it is. Yeah, uh, it's some, yeah, maybe five years ago. Bloody brilliant! Uh, so simple, so small, but so compact with fantastic feel and good ideas that keep you wanting to play just one more time. I've, I still haven't beaten it. I'm not that good at it. Uh, but I've played it for hours and hours and uh, really enjoyed every second of it. It, it. It's a gambling-ish, you know, roguelites. It's, it's got a little yeah. bit of the gambling hook into you that feels a, a tiny bit like it's using you, but it, it feels so good you don't care that you're getting used. <laughs> so you just keep coming back for more. So it's it's kind of like me on the show called uh, Boston's Favorite Son. <laughs> where I, I'm aware that I, I may be being used. He in doesn't some ways. even like that he's on it. I know, and he's giving it the hardest <laughs> sell. I love this. Jonathan's the best. Genuinely, John. There's a reason Jonathan is here on episode 300, the special episode that everyone's been looking forward to, and they're all going to talk about it at work tomorrow, right? And, and he's here because he's the best. Thanks. Wow, I feel the same way about you. That's why. Yeah. That's why I think it's like Downwell being. On I lionize you, Jonathan, and I think when you die, people should use your death to do terrible things. <laughs> Downwell's good. I really like Downwell. Yeah, it's it's one of the few mobile games I still have on my phone and will regularly dip into for spells of time because it's so simple. It's literally just left, right, and shoot the bullets down. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that works well on a phone. Yeah, like every mobile game um, that I can think of, uh, I don't play it on mobile. I only play it on other devices with controllers and shit like that. I play it on other devices too, but like, I'll, I'll play it on mobile sometimes. I don't mind it on mobile. But I think it's a testament to how good of a game that it is, that it really is built for mobile. It's the right platform for it, but it plays just as well on everything else. Mm. It's a yeah. very good game. Nice. Yeah. Uh, things that I really enjoyed in the last six years. First game that came to mind for me was Celeste. I think Celeste is probably the best thing I've played in in the the, the last years. That's your bestest one of them all. It's my bestest one of all. <gasps> I think it's the one I keep coming back to. It's very good. For anyone who's not played it, Celeste is a side-scrolling platformer all about this girl trying to climb up a big mountain and. It's it's one of those real tough platformers, but it's it never revels in kicking your back down um really generous with its uh, with its checkpointing literally every screen is checkpointed and doesn't matter how many times you die you can just keep going the game doesn't do that whole like you died uh you suck at video games get good thing it's like no take a second to breathe remind yourself it's okay keep trying this is a process you'll work your way through and build your way up to the top eventually and it ties its very solid platforming mechanics with a really nice story that feels really tight into what you're doing mechanically. It is a beautiful story that I think is only made better by the fact that it is a re- it is a difficult game to get to the end of, but it wants you to see the end. It's trying to lift you up and get you there the whole way through, and I, I just think, I think it's a masterpiece, Celeste. Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, it's got the nice... Um, I didn't get as far into it as I should have gotten into it, but it's got that nice uh, story about anxiety and that, which it... It's nice to see an indie platformer be about anxiety instead of depression. Um, it's it's nice to it's nice to see anxiety get a bit of wreck. Indeed. 
I think it's about both, actually. But... Yeah, and and it it it's not like overly pretentious with how it does its anxiety thing. It's 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 pretty grounded with it, which is nice. Yeah, and it's got a bunch of accessibility features that are just like, hey, are you really struggling to get over that jump? Just turn the game speed down like ten percent, mm. so you have just slightly more of a window to get that jump right. Yeah, there's a lot of tweaking in there. There's a lot of like, I just want to make this aspect slightly easier, just so I can get through this tough puzzle. Okay, I can put it back now. I'm fine. And I think that was what helped me persevere to get through it because I didn't feel like I was cheating or anything. I was like, I know what buttons I gotta press. I just need slightly longer to get my thumb in the right place. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, yeah, I've been there, I- been there. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> I know the uh, creators of that game, I I know at least one of them, I think I know a couple at this point, would be so happy to hear you say that because they so badly wanted people to be alongside them with their own anxieties, but not to the point where they push you away. They wanted it to be like a conversation with a friend who is having a tough time and you can join them with that tough time, but it's not so overwhelming that you like need to go to therapy yourself afterwards so exactly i i never felt anxious while playing through this very stressful very difficult platformer which i think is a real testament to how well they they put it together because mm. like usually i'm not a person for those kind of overly tough platformers but this one it felt like it was holding my hand and helping me helping me along the way which i really appreciated oh, yeah nice. yeah who who else has got a video game that they liked? Since since we have like a like a, an opportunity to have a trend here, um, on my list this should be uh, would be for F- Flint Hook, the uh, tribute <gasps> uh, platforming roguelike hook shot centered uh, game, where it is it, it it's so much fun the control is so tight it takes it takes getting used to because it, you know it's an aim and shoot on the same analog and i didn't think that i would like it but i don't think it could work any other fucking way even as much as i in my brain every time i play it think but you know if i move the buttons around this way it's fun it's hard as hell um, but really rewarding when you complete it. And I love how you, you know, the level of configuration and unlocking that you get, uh, as you progress through the progression system. And, and, and it's just a sweet story with beautiful animation. Tribute's one of my favorite developers, uh, making games right now because everything they have, it's small a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, obviously, it, it's harkening back to a retro aesthetic that I, you know, identify very strongly with. But at the same time, the games are always just so solid in their construction. And Flint Hook might be the best game they've ever made. They would love to hear you say that. You were here yesterday. I was wearing my Flint Hook shirt. Mm-hmm. I have one too. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. It's very good. It's got one of the best theme tunes ever. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Good point. Yeah. So that's 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 on my list. Great, great choice. Overlooked, I think, a lot of the time. Uh, it did yeah, not do so. gangbusters for a tribute, as far as I know, and they put a lot of time and energy into it. So they're gonna love to get even one new customer out of that one. They uh, a lot of those same folks worked on the Scott Pilgrim game, which is suddenly coming mm-hmm. back, and they're they're semi-famous for that but nobody knows it was them yeah everyone knows that i didn't know that was them either so (laughs) i learned a thing that's great yeah they would they would love for folks to know that they still exist and are making games that are as good if not better than that scott pilgrim game well they just put out 
Panzer Paladin, and it's very good. Yeah, I love that game. They they made a, a comic for it, too, that uh, they sent me as a member of the press, but no one else has it, and it's a really good comic book. I'm like, why don't you just sell these? And they're they're almost too humble for their own good, in my opinion. They forget that like people want all the stuff they make and for them mm-hmm. to, to talk about it. Uh, sort of like the show Boston's Favorite Son that I'm, that I'm on. <laughs> That uh, they don't promote the the people on the show, promote me on the show, but then they don't. Nobody knows the show exists outside of that. Well, no, we're all we want to make you famous, but we're all deeply ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jonathan. Well, J- Jim, uh, have you played anything? Hello. Yeah. Hello, it's oh, no. me. Oh God, no! I told you, I told you, he's here next month. You can't be doing that. Is this a new character? Adam Sandler is here, star of stage and screen. <laughs> I'm here to talk about my favorite game, Fallout seventy six. Oh no! Yes. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so Jim, have you enjoyed a video game at some point in six years? <laughs> yes, Bloodborne. How about that one? Ooh, that's time we talked one. about something big, because right now we've been talking about small games, and our gamers in the audience will be going, "What?" Because true gamers have never heard of the games we've talked about so far. Yeah, that's, that's how they have played. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've all played Bloodborne, though. But I, I will say, it's one of the few AAA-ish games that I've played in the last six years. Like, yeah. it's certainly in the six AAA games I've probably played in the last six years. <laughs> if you're years. a real gamer, you only ever play from software games. Yeah, it's true. Ow. It's true. <laughs> ever. It, it, is, it is an absolute, like... It is the, the the epitome of that Soulsborne formula. It is it is a masterpiece of in, interesting boss design and uh, environments that loop in on each other and weird eldritch lore and it oh it's just such a good game. Yeah, well, it, it plays action wise just so much better than you know prior attempts at combat in the Soulsborne yada yada yada. Um, it's more fun to play it. It doesn't feel so stodgy, I guess, is the way I'm, I'm trying to express it. It's, a, it's designed compared to the other ones to be more aggressive. So yes. everything's that bit faster. It's faster to heal, faster to attack and recover from attacks. You can attack and get health back. It's, yeah, it's a game that pushes you forward a lot more. Mm, you roll a lot in that one. Oh, you got to roll. <laughs> because shields, my friend... In gender passivity, Jonathan Betcha didn't know that. No, I don't. Do I know? Miyazaki <laughs> schooled you just there. Do you feel schooled? <laughs> no. Have you got I, an apple for teacher? Are you wearing your shorts? Are you wearing your shorts, Jonathan? I'm not wearing shorts today. Should I wear oh. shorts? Do you want? Yeah, shorts? wear some shorts and shine an apple on your knee and say, "Here, here is your apple, teach." Oh, uh, see. <laughs> Jim, it's funny you've you've brought up Bloodborne of all games because what? surprise, surprise, we we got a surprise guest joining us. <gasps> it's not just Jonathan joining us oh. on Pogposition. 
we might have someone joining us who also likes Bloodborne. Oh god, this is like at WrestleMania when the Hardy Boys came out. Oh, I know, I know, I know. In that we have to like wait now for a really long period of time because <laughs> there's some technical problem that's prevented them from coming out. <laughs> Uh, but their music's playing on the loop. It's about all I can do with the the Hardy Boys. Yeah, we've 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 got a bloodborne enjoying mystery persons just joined the call. Oh no! I, th- I think I think he might have been summoned by Jim mentioning bloodborne. Who who who's joined us? Hello. Oh, can it be true? The legends. Has St. Nicholas been and left a parcel under the tree for us? It's me, Todd Howard. (laughs) How have you been, Todd Howard? How are your video games doing? I'm good. I got significantly richer yesterday, so that's great. Oh, That that you did. Yeah. Now we got got Gavin. Gavin's here. Hi. Gavin done Miracle of Sound. It's 300 and we convinced Gav to come back for a minute. Kind of a pop star. Kind of. Real star power at last. What? Sorry, Jonathan. (laughs) Um, That's true. Well, you're a work in progress. I mean, both of us, Jonathan, we're on the fade. Gavin remains a successful musician. And he's here because I said Bloodborne and then he appeared in a cloud of smoke. I did. Like a wizard. I was summoned. I heard a bell. I was just about to go to to bed and I heard this little bell ringing. It's like, oh, fuck's sake. That's it. Jim needs help with fucking (laughs) Father Gascoigne again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We've just been chatting about our favourite games from the last six years. And perhaps Bloodborne might be one that you have some thoughts about. I I, I hear rumour you quite like that one. I do. I love Bloodborne. I think... We we probably talked about that more than any other game, I, I think, <laughs> during the six years. Yeah. Oh, there was like two months where it was all we talked yeah. about. Oh, some listeners were very upset. <laughs> we couldn't stop. We became an unofficial Bloodborne, like, fan cast for a while. Yeah. Then I did an entire Jimquisition on it as well. <laughs> I did. I did two entire songs on it. So. Yes, you did. Very good ones. Mm. Yeah. What? been playing this uh, last year or so Gavin have you got any games that you want to you want to tell us about or things you've been doing yeah, what have you been up to in good old time honor tradition I'm very up to date and relevant so I've been replaying um, <laughs> uh, this new game called Oblivion oh I've heard about that one <laughs> it's the long awaited sequel to Skyrim and Fallout 4 oh. yeah. isn't it didn't George R. R. Martin work on the script for that one he did yeah yeah and I've yeah. also been playing Horizon Zero Dawn hmm um, yeah, I didn't play much new stuff this year, to be honest. Um, Ghost of Tsushima was good. I liked that one. Ghost of Tsushima uh, was excellent. Really liked that one. I did not expect to like it as much as I ended up liking it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my favourite game this year so far is RE2. That was my game of the year so far. Oh, it, it's just an absolute delight, that game. It's just very beautiful and it controls really nicely. And they, they took out the crazy difficulty spikes that they had in the first game, which was really nice for me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like, uh, the first Ori is great, but the most annoying thing is ridiculous difficulty spikes and, like... Yeah, it's all well and good letting me make my own checkpoints, but if I don't know where the wild difficulty spike's going to be, that's not very helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, I used up all my checkpoints and now's the bad bit. One thing I, I cannot abide by in games is being timed. I, it just stresses me out. It's why I've never finished the Hunter challenges in Horizon Zero Dawn and never will. Mm. I just, I hate anything where I'm being timed. It's blech. So, speaking of, bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yeah, what's 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 been you've been you've been doing all sorts of musicy making in the last year. Yeah, I um I, my this entire well this year's been tough on everyone, you know, but uh, re- relative to the the world, I've been very fortunate this year that I'm I'm my work hasn't had to change that much and life in general for me has not had to change too much because I work from home so I'm very thankful for that um, and I, this year for me as you guys already knew from last year was all about trying to get back to uh, a less stressful way of life <laughs> yeah. in general and like less social media less constantly working myself into the ground so I I started investing this year in outsourcing mixing stuff like that and taking a bit of the workload off and it's been great that's that's really valuable being able to do that look at you being a healthy human being mm. and you know looking after yourself it's expensive but i kind of said to myself look if you're what's the point in making money if you're not using it to enjoy life more you know and, and well, yeah it's that whole live to work or work to live isn't it yeah mm. exactly you know so. it's funny gavin because we've never spoken before i don't think yeah we have great to hear your yeah. voice in real life and like get to react wow that was so weird i like said because I've listened to you, of course, but I've yeah. never he- heard you talk back to me when I've talked yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. Yeah, it's fun. I've heard very good things about you since you joined. I've I've heard lots of good reports. And uh, oh, thanks. I think the, I think the guys made a very good choice there. I think it was Conrad they they got, but I mean, I'm I'm joining now. I like it. Wait a second. Am I not talking to Conrad? No. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Gav. What the fuck? That just goes to show you, I was there. I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, Conrad sounds really chilled out tonight. <laughs> I was like, I, have they been feeding him downers or something? <laughs> we've, got jo- we've got Jonathan uh, Holmes with us this week yeah, as well. I, you know, I was like, sounds super chill. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Conrad's ever is quite as relaxed as That's I fine. am. I don't think. Yeah. Love it. No one, no one will know in the yeah. edit. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I would leave that in. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a winner. Fun moment. Uh, but Gavin, you and I uh, interacted years ago. On, yeah, we on talked Twitter. on one episode. Yeah, but have we? Weren't we on one episode together? Maybe I don't know. Did I, you ever come on as a guest? No, I've never been allowed out of the dungeon. No. Jonathan thinks he didn't, but I was sure we've had him on. Let me, let yeah, me no, do the real time research. Connor and I have definitely talked on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't. I'm not sure if you and I've. Ever? Well, no, I was on an episode of Podquisition. Conrad's once. been a guest on Podquisition yeah. for coming on. Never allowed time. out of the dungeon. I would remember because I've always wanted to come out. Yeah, my mem- my memory is um, destroyed from years of of rock and roll. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a Google search, it seems like Jonathan has never been on Podquisition oh. before today. Oh, this is like that time I watched that Pokemon movie sequel and then forgot about it. <laughs> I still it's don't exactly remember like watching that. it, but there's audio evidence that I did. Is this the Articuno one? <laughs> I don't don't even know. I uh, couldn't tell you because I haven't seen the movie even though I have. And do you know how terrifying <laughs> it is to go through life knowing you've not seen a movie that you've seen? I I forgot my house's alarm code today. That was a scary moment. Ooh, oh, that's really oh, that's... That was a real I'm going senile moment. That was a I, I hit 40 this year and that's like it's all downhill oh. from here, you know? <laughs> I had my first time in years where I tried to pay for something with the with the pin number and couldn't remember oh my pin God. number. I was like, oh yeah. no, that's oh, oh no, that's yeah. bad. It's the only number I have to remember in life. Don't need to remember phone numbers anymore. They're all saved in my phone. I just need this one number. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's too much. I'm on top of things and remember most things, as Conrad can attest to. Oh, yes. 
Yes, Jim is always on top oh, of everything and very <laughs> sharp. His apartment is spick and span. It's not that bad. No, no, it is really the isn't that bad. <laughs> the apartment's pretty You two good. are so close to each other now. That's right. I'd forgotten. You're both in uh, Philadelphia now. Are you both in the same city, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're both in Philadelphia oh, now. And we, Yeah, we, we hang out fairly often actually and do you yeah. record podquisition in the same room we did briefly cool we, we, we went to a studio for a while laura yeah. laura did you feel left out <laughs> there, there was a little bit of like you, you know how sometimes skype delay makes it hard to like get getting in conversations that's so much worse when two people are in the same room and one of you is on skype yeah it was tough to account for yeah and you're not yeah I bet, yeah. <laughs> I had to get very good at being like, but, 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 but it's my turn. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't uh, know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Gavin, yeah. we have always, <laughs> we have always made sure that you take the lead. Yes. On the podcast, beginning to end. In in a way, in a way, you were the host, and and yeah. if if I had my way, you'd be the only one on it. <laughs> Right now as well, if, if I had my way. However much time you've got for today, that's the full podcast. And we don't include our audio, we just put yours up. And that to me is the perfect episode. Just have just just have me talking to myself and leave in the bit about getting confused about who I'm talking to. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. It, it'll basically be like Garfield without Garfield. But it'll be, it'll be Gavin without Podquisition. That sounds depressing. Uh, well, I mean, Gavin without Podquisition is a bunch of wonderful music. It's not depressing it's at all. Basically, anything without Podquisition is a better Podquisition. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking oh. of that, I, I probably shouldn't stay too much longer. And with five folks, it is hard for people to not talk over each other. So I'll, I'll give Gavin his space. He deserves it. And it's good to have him back as, as a listener. I'm excited to hear what he'll do after I, I leave. And I got to talk to him a little bit, which is awesome for me. I think, Gavin, the, the one other time we that I remember, the last time we interacted, I had shot, I don't know if you remember this, and please don't feel bad about this if you do. That's a, always a great way to start a story. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> did a voiceover for a review of um, Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. And it was somebody else's review, but they didn't want to record. So I was like, I'll record it. I talk all the time. And I mixed up, um, I still don't know their name properly, CD... CD Project Red? Yeah, but I called it uh, like CD Red Project or Red CD Project or something. Please tell me I didn't correct you on Twitter. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me I that. wasn't that guy. Exactly. <laughs> CD Project Red, the greatest video still game company this. in the world. <laughs> I was so sure I lost Garando. your respect forever. As a, and as a fan, it, it was it was a real. You know, have you ever had these moments where you're just wrong and you can't say anything? It was. It was I also that. believe in that same video, you you called him Geralt of Rivera, and the comments hated that. Yeah, I still don't know his and name. And then after really. a, for a while afterwards, I insisted on calling him Geralt of Rivera myself. <laughs> I did one video game review ever, and I felt so guilty after it that I vowed never to do another one. Oh, that's so interesting. Why is that? It was metal. Medal of Honor Warfighter for the escapists oh. back in the day and I felt ah. so bad for shitting all over the game that I was like I can't do this this is just not for me <laughs> yeah uh, I, 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 
I still remember the one review I feel like the worst about because I was real new to reviewing stuff and I had to real shit on it. And it was um, the Connect Steel Battalion game. Oh, I don't feel bad about shitting on that. That should have been recalled. <laughs> How could anyone like that? That's oh, in in hindsight. In hindsight, I feel no guilt, but at the time I was like, oh no, I've only just started reviewing games and this is a, f- a literally unplayable one. Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you wound up with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> new kid on the Everybody block. else knew. Hey, hey the, f- the very first game I got given review code for was Spec Ops The Line. I did all right oh, on the first okay, one. Wow. I made a bad score. I went from Spec Ops The Line to Steel Battalion Connect. <laughs> yeah, that's karma. <laughs> Well, on that pleasant note, I, I hate to sign off. I want to keep going, but I, I, I feel as though I should give Gavin a space. I have to go feed my yeah, five-year-old man, get son the fuck some out, dinner. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought you were going to say after oh, my kid, okay. CD red okay. project uh, gaff. Did from I years didn't ago correct now. you? Did I? Did I correct you? You, you so here's uh, just so the listeners may be curious. Uh, you seem curious too. I was just publicly it's like on he's Twitter. A grudge. No, no, it's 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 been real shame and inadequate. Adequacy I've, I've carried with me. So Gavin's warm and welcoming attitude towards me today has meant a lot. But I was on Twitter being like, sometimes you mess up one little thing and then people throw everything out that you did, like all yeah. the good parts of the review. Yeah. Nobody thinks about them. All they think about is what essentially is like a, a boom mic getting in the shot, so to speak. But the rest of the movie is good. Yeah. And Gavin, you were like, yeah, but you really did fuck up though, didn't you? And I was like, I, I, was, I, I was kidding. I'm sure I was kidding. <laughs> but you were right like i did that was such a simple mistake i should have fixed it and then we never talked again then you were like there is no way in hell i meant that seriously no yeah, it's way all right. I, I, I never i uh i, I'm sorry, I genuinely was kicking I'm sorry myself if that if that, if that oh, was you've uh... always been great we were just joking around but because i felt so inadequate anyway i was like you know what if you 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 it was probably me going along the lines of how me and gray spoke to each other at the time oh that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, it was this taking is, a piss, as they yeah. say. I may, I may have presumed you were British, you see, and uh, <laughs> presumed you would immediately know that I was joking. But I don't know. That's I don't truth. remember this at all. So yeah, it's all right. I've I've only held on to it for years. I'm gonna go find that and delete it before anyone searches for it. <laughs> Oh, this is the new social media c- controversy. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that I'm... was a mean tweet you did. Oh. <laughs> it was funny. I'm still laughing about it. Not now, that that would ever that. happen to me, people digging up years old tweets. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been lovely to have you on, Jonathan. Oh, thanks so much. It's good to talk to you. Um, uh, James, thank you for coming on here with Connor and 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 Lara and um, Jiminy. Uh, before I go, I'll, I'll plug Nintendo Force Magazine, a magazine I write for. Yeah, I don't know, it's all right. Yeah. Working on it now, and we actually interviewed Tribute Games not that long ago, and had a free Panzer Paladin poster that came with it. That's why I was thinking about them. Nice. And this uh, show called the Kitty Cat Pausecast. Spelled P-A-W-S-C-A-S-T. They talk about sex acts and drinks and cats. And I'm guessing on that. Mm-hmm. So be on, be, check it out. It's a, it's a compatible podcast with this podcast. It's mm-hmm. bantery I mean, and, and horny. Sex acts, drinks and cats. I mean, it's, 
It's 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 all inhabiting the same wheelhouse. <laughs> I think so. I wouldn't I wouldn't plug it if I didn't think there was a chance. There are two of those nah. I'm quite happy to mix, but uh, yeah, the third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, really I put the drinks in the middle for for a reason. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, I've gotten drunk with my cat before, but you know. <laughs> Walking that line. Very impressive. Walking right up to it and then knowing when to step back. Impressed. It was great yeah. to speak to you, Jonathan. Likewise. Hopefully we can uh, get together again and record. Oh, for sure. We can record it. an episode of our award-winning podcast, Boston Swag. It's, uh, mm. <laughs> would be a treat. Oh, since since a year ago, since, since Gav's uh, departure, I've actually met Gav in person now. You did. <gasps> You are the only Podquisition person I have met face to face in person. I've met both of you. Yeah, yeah. I, the the intention was that I was gonna, you know, hopefully meet Jim and Comrade this year, maybe, and then international travel became not a good plan. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. had to knock a bit uh, of the old travel on the head this year. Unless your name's Dominic Cummings, right, <laughs> listeners, right, oh, youth voters. That, oh. Oh. Sorry, there was just a moment of satire for the <laughs> listeners. Uh, you know, they like to they like to see us dabble a little in social commentary. Um, but yeah, Gav's, Gav's met us both. I've met Gav several times. Um, yeah. Always wonderful. Gav gives a very good hug. He does. You give a very good hug, Gav. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, video games of the last many years that were good. Mm. Gavin, do you have any video games of the last six years that you just... We'll talk about for a minute that that you, that you like. Uh, While we're all feeling a bit nostalgic, I think people know what I like. I'm, I'm I was big on FromSoft this gen. I was big on The Witcher. Uh, favorite new IP? Mm, really tough choice between Bloodborne and Horizon. I think. Um, what else was I obsessed with? I can't really remember. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Six years is a long yeah. time to remember video games. Very long yeah. time. I don't know. There was. I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to look at the list to be like, is there anything on our lists of things we liked that Gavin also liked? Mm. I can't. I can't remember what you like. You like your FromSoft. I remember that much. I mean, <laughs> I had Horizon Zero Dawn on my list as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a very good game. We could talk about that a little bit. I liked that it was an open world game with a lot of the usual open world busy work, but it was so quick to get about and convenient to find things. Mm. I was actually doing nebulous open world busy work. I mean, they had radio towers in it, for God's sake, and I didn't mind them so much because at least they were interestingly designed. Yeah, and they were fun to uh, to do as well. You had to like clear out the enemies around them and then find a way to jump up on them. And, and they were giant fucking walking giraffes with... UFO heads. Yeah, so. giant UFO giraffe robot. I mean, it's better than, than your factory standard town. By the way, I don't know if either of you played the PC version, but wow. Ooh, that I've is seen a... Casey Explosion um, showed some screenshots when she tried to play it, and it looked bad. Oh no, it's incredible. It's, it's, oh, is it's, it? visually st it's visually stunning if your machine can handle it, is the problem. Ah, there we are. Yeah, the screenshots I saw were not flattering. My, um, my PC almost melted playing it, but uh, yeah. It is a demanding game, and Casey doesn't have a bad PC by any any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but yeah, it's it's one of those, it's kind of like Microsoft Flight Sim that released a few months ago, where like it either looks amazing, phenomenal, or it 
it will not work. Funny enough, it, it, it my graphics card, which is a 1080 Ti, was okay with it, but the, the CPU was just on fire. It went up to like 90 degrees at one point when I was fighting multiple robots. I was like, yeah. yep, gonna have to nip this one in the bud till they patch it a few times. Yeah, it's, it's, it is capable of looking gorgeous if it works. If that's what the next one's gonna look like, if, it, if the next one even looks as good as the PC version, it's gonna look yeah. absolutely incredible. Oh. On on the from FromSoft front, have you seen that that gameplay trailer for the Demon Souls remake? Yeah, and and I've still that looks so I've still nice. never played Demon Souls, so I'm really excited Ooh. for that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I refuse to play difficult games on a PS3 controller. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is the next gen launch game that I am most excited yeah. about, and it feels weird that a game that is that old is my most excited thing. That's what I'm excited to play on launch day. It's the only one I know for definite is coming out at launch. Not that I'm. Getting Guaranteed, I'll get my hands on a fucking system at launch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I'm like, oh heck, a shiny new version of a FromSoft game on a console launch day. Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Is that a PS5 exclusive? Is it? Uh, I believe so. There was some confusion. They, the trailer said it was going to be on PC and other consoles, and then Sony said, "Nope, that's wrong. We said that by accident." Probably later. Yeah, it, it seems like maybe they're going to announce it later for other things, but it, it, PS5 only at, at, at release. But it looks very pretty. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. It's weird. I'm not in a super rush to like get the next gen stuff on day. I think it's because Cyberpunk is coming out that, and I know. I'm playing that on PC that I'm just like yeah whatever to everything else <laughs> I mean, basically all the next gen launch titles are also coming out on old gen yeah. so like there's no pressure to jump on the new consoles everything's still releasing on the old stuff I'm building a new PC for cyberpunk but like everything else can wait <laughs> you know <laughs> Getting one of them there, 338, 3,000, how do you? Those 3080? 3080, yeah. Did, did you manage to get one? I've seen people for weeks, like, struggling trying to find them. The company that's building it for me is trying to get one, so I'll see. Uh, but then again, <laughs> there's, again, there's no, I mean, the game's not out till, like, no, mid-November, so. You've got some time. <laughs> I'm just chilled out these days, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck ever? <laughs> I'll just play Oblivion until it comes to me, you know? Uh, it sounds like the way to be. <laughs> Honestly, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I saw your uh, your Facebook post today, Jim. I was like, poor Jim. Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm over everything, mate. Yeah. I'm just over and done with everything. <laughs> yeah. It's been, uh, 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 let me just say, what, I'm very glad I was not part of the discussion this year in particular. So. This, this year has been a rough year. It's been a rough year. Um... But not so rough that we didn't manage to squeeze out 300 episodes of this bullshit. 300 <laughs> episodes of this somehow. 300 episodes. And I'm very glad to have you on, Gav, just for a bit. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Con Conrad, do they let you speak? Do you have to, like, muscle your way in or do they give you gaps? Oh, yeah, no. I Actually, if if anyone struggles now, it's it's Laura, uh. I think. Um, <laughs> it's bad because, you know, Jim... Jim will go, and then I'll say, yes, Jim, that's a great idea, instead of, hey, God, let's talk about video games. Um, <laughs> my my role on the show has very much been become like, okay, let's time this for like three or four minutes of non- Okay, video games. So your your mom role has increased even more since. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. If you'd seen like episode 300's like scheduling notes of getting this episode to happen, I have become like the planning... <laughs> 
uh, the obsessive planner to make this show happen. Now I'm like, right, if I if I don't stop them, they're going to spend 45 minutes talking about yeah. testicles. I've got to <laughs> got to rein them in. Mm-hmm. Yep. That did go on for like a month, though. She's not kidding. It, it was every week we were talking about a testicle. There was a couple of weeks where we kept talking about big testicles in, in Westworld. That, that sounds pretty on brand, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we were getting comments along the lines of, this is the most disgusting shit you've ever done. Please stop. And then we did it like one more week, I think. And we carried on for another couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. You know, we wound it down. We've had some we've had some disgusting things over the years. I I still vividly remember that that man in the pub that talked about about the shit flowing to the surface of the bath. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't have a bath because the shit floats to the top of the water. I'll always remember my one of my lasting memories from being a, a co-host was being called fecal obsessed by a commenter and yes, Jim Sterling and his fecal obsessed co-hosts, and I was like, <laughs> it's, not, I love that. it's not me talking about poo. All the time. Like, I was it's exempt so from the poo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did Jim get out of that one? I'm not the one threatening to shit in people's pints here. <laughs> if anything, I'm if anything, I'm the worst offender, but it was me and my fecal obsessed friends. Uh, as if as if I'm like the victim in this. <laughs> oh dear, great comments, great days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Right, you know what we got time for more of? Who was that? Games that are people's favourites for the last six years. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, shit. We got some more of them. Who's got one of them? T- someone tell me one of them. <laughs> All right, so it's it's weird to say it because it is so recent, right? Yeah. But Fall Guys is easily one of my... I mean, it's... Yeah. 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 I've fallen down that rabbit hole real big. Yeah. And one... I mean, I, for me in particular, who does not cotton to these kinds of things. Well, you're a bad videos game man. I am. I am a bad video games man. You know, the Battle Royale genre is never going to be something that was, I thought, going to be of interest to me. Um, Online gaming in general does not appeal to me. And so to find something that the approach to that is so uh, charming, the gameplay is simple but compelling, um, and it's something I've stuck with for well over a month playing, it is, it's remarkable. And I can't overlook that. I mean, it's... uh, if you'd told me six years ago that I would be playing some kind of massive online multiplayer action game of any kind, first thing I'd, you know, do is be like, you know, okay, but, you know, who's president? And the second thing, I mean, <laughs> you're a liar uh, to both. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hella fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's a work of genius. Yep. The whole game is brilliantly designed, both mechanically and artistically. And in terms of marketing and, and um, community building, they are f- firing on all cylinders at Mediatonic. It's super impressive. It is the best game that I'll never give an award to. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some some games we've not talked about in a while that like I know at least one one person on here is gonna gonna have some good thoughts to say about as well. Undertale's real real good, huh? Undertale is real good. Undertale is superb. I was uh, I I was always the odd one out there, wasn't I? I was the only person on earth who didn't like Undertale. No, far from. 
I, there are a lot of people who don't like Undertale, yeah. but... Over the years, I've seen more and more people who are like, yeah, it just wasn't for me, and I didn't say anything at the time because everyone was way too into it. <laughs> I didn't hate it or anything. It was one of those, yeah, I see why people like this. It's just not really for me. Yep. Lest we forget that I am Undertale canon, we need to bring it up because I take my wins where I can. Yeah, the, the, the skeleton the skeleton, and you were a canonical thing. <laughs> Papyrus knows who I am. Speaking of uh, sexy skeletons, how did you get on with uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 which was also one of my favourite games of this generation I, I played it for like 10 minutes and got bored well, I was like this is too <laughs> it's not quite my thing it's it's a little too much of a sprawl for me it's, I can tell it's excellent yeah it's big yeah I finally got into it properly when it came to Switch because again apparently that's how you get me to play things as you put them on the Switch yeah I had a I had a go of it when it came to Switch while you talk about this I need to rush off to um well, not to put too fine a point on it, do what's going to be a horrible shit. So Good luck. We'll talk about that. Okay. Well, I go, yeah, I'll go drop a digit home. You, you heard it there, folks. It's it's not me. It's Jim. <laughs> but yeah, no, D- Divinity is, it's, it took me a while to get into that game's pacing because it is, it is a game that you have to be ready to like, you can't rush it. It wants to go at the pace it wants to go. Yeah. But there is so much to see and do in that yeah. game. And so much fantastic uh, dialogue and so many brilliant characters. Like even even little side characters that give you side quests for like five minutes are brilliantly written. And it's just so good. That's that's it. Like I, I needed it to be a game that like I could come to when I wasn't trying to multitask it with other things. I think that was the problem I had before was like you can't duck in and out of it you just have to sort of submerge yourself in that world for a while and absolutely oh oh it was fun yeah it's 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 honestly became one of my favorite ever games about there was a point about halfway into it where i was like yeah this is an all-time favorite now it's just fantastic yeah oh what is this on Uh, oh i've got one on my uh my all-time favorites list um yeah uh, favorites of the last six years, Beat Saber oh, yeah. is probably the only virtual reality game that I would reliably go like, yeah, this is this is bloody amazing. Um, mm. For anyone who doesn't know, it's the music rhythm lightsaber game that you've probably seen gifs of at some point. It works really well in VR because it's one of those games that puts you in a static position and does what VR does best, which is move your hands in one-to-one motion and the, the hands do what you, you do with them, and that looks really cool. And it's set to a really catchy soundtrack. And honestly, I think so much with, with VR, so many VR games overcomplicate what you're trying to do and, mm. you know, have to overcome hurdles like, how do you move around that 3D space? Are you walking within a weird uh, holodeck grid, or are you teleporting around? Um... Every the more detail you add to VR games, the more aware you end up being of I'm playing a video game because I'm having to remember what the fucking buttons are. Mm. Beat Saber is just so simple. It's it is one of those VR games that you can give to someone who's never never tried a video game, never played VR. Instantly they get what they're doing. That that actually is making me want VR more than Half Life Alex is. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the things that I've loved in VR have been uh, like this and super hot VR because both of them are stand in one spot and move your arms around and they both are just like really intuitive, simple yeah. things. But like my mum doesn't do video games. 
she picked up Beat Saber in a second. She like she keeps asking if I'll uh, when the when COVID and everything calm down, if I'll bring the VR headset around again. Because like it's it's one of the games that got her sold on VR, being like, oh, that's a thing. How much is a VR? I want to get in on VR. It's just such a simple concept to show people. Ah, uh, it's made me think of the the other VR based music rhythmy game that I really love, which is Tetris Effect. Which I know, Gavin, you 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 were you were a, I believe you enjoyed that. I didn't play it. I was just an admirer of the way they used the music in it. Ah, yes, admirer from yeah. So for anyone who's not played it, Tetris Effect. It's a Tetris game with a bunch of interesting visuals, um, but mainly. The soundtrack kind of plays in with how you're playing the game. I'm trying to work out how to describe this. As you move your Tetris pieces and rotate them, it matches your movements to the soundtrack and it makes little sounds that are probably a a fraction of a second away from when you actually press the button. The sounds that it makes are in the key of the music that's playing. So it sounds like your sound effects are a part of the music. That's it. they, They make it really seem like you're playing in time with the music, which really, really helps with, like, they, they increase and decrease the speed of the, the gameplay to match the track you're playing along with. It's a beautiful piece of, like, interactive gameplay with music. It is it is super wonderful, Tetris Effect. It's a bloody masterpiece. Who else has got a video game from the last six years that they liked quite a lot? I, I don't know if you you folks mentioned God of War already, but that was a... Oh, no, haven't, haven't mentioned it. That was a... A big one this gen that I absolutely love. It's fairly popular, that one. Yeah. Yeah. It got me to care about a series that I historically did not care at all about. The Last of Us Part 1 was a game I truly loved as well. Um, I, I, I can say this without any hint of it being because of anything... Uh, to do with the game's politics or anything to do with the game's representation, but I have not been as disappointed in a game since Mass Effect 3, put it that way, with The Last of Us 2. And it wasn't because of something that happened towards the start of the game, and it wasn't because of the reasons that, like... The funny thing is, if I see... If if someone says a dick comment to me on Twitter, and I go on their profile and they're giving out about this game, it's usually a good uh, indication on on my list of, do I need to block this person? (laughs) Yeah. But I really, uh, that Last of Us 2 just, mm, mm, mm. I'm with you on it. Like, like I enjoyed it yeah. as a game, but there's a lot to be, it leaves a lot to be desired. I thought the story was absolutely preposterous. <laughs> and I thought what they did to Ellie's character in Sacrifice of Theme was appalling. By the end of that game, I did not give a shit about a single character, including Ellie, and I did not want that <laughs> from the from that game. I know that my opinion on that game story, I I enjoyed it considerably more than either of you. I think it definitely has problems and I understand why it's so divisive. But I will say, if nothing else, it, it is a masterpiece in like the the accessibility stuff oh, it yeah. did in terms yeah, yeah. of uh, being playable for disabled players is frankly phenomenal and I think is going to be like a a benchmark we use in this industry for probably the next two to three years. Yeah, and also the game just is is stunning looking and, uh, yeah. and play, playing it moment to moment is so visceral feeling and I, I thought they did an incredible job with the combat and stuff like that. Um, and I'm like, every game looks shit after you play <laughs> The Last of Us 2. <laughs> I was like playing Ghost of Tsushima after it and that game has some of the most beautiful open world stuff ever but then it goes into the character models and you're like whoa 
that's that doesn't look as good as Ellie, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just wanted that game to be over when I was playing it, and I didn't. I saw I was so upset. I really wanted to enjoy it, you know. <laughs> what was worse for me was the game that was played after it had come out, in which you had to have five years of discussion about the last of us part two yeah like squashed into (laughs) about two weeks before we all forget it came out like we've done with marvel's the avengers which has been out for less than a month and it feels like it came out five years ago jesus christ will this year end i'm sure the last of us uh arguing with startup again when it wins game of the year at jeff Keighley's awards show oh good lord (laughs) good lord oh god to, to be fair, they, they announced that at the Game Awards this year, there's going to be an award for, like, best accessibility in games. And I'm like, why don't you just say that's the Last of Us 2 award? Because that's... I mean, there's nothing beaten that this year. There is no other game that's win. There's never been a more obvious award. Because, Laura, the event is going to be the Last of Us 2 awards. We all know I, it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It could go either way. I, I feel like I feel like that accessibility award got put in so that they could have one Last of Us Two award that no one would shout about. Yeah. Oh, they'll find <sighs> they'll find a way because they'll complain. The gamers will complain that that award is basically the cuck award for people who are bad at games. The commemorative uh, Dean Takahashi <sighs> cucked by video games award. So... I've got another video game I really liked I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Her story is really good. Her story is a very clever thing. Yeah, so for anyone who's unaware of her story, it is a game entirely set in an old police computer database and you, you, you're given some keywords and told, just start looking up words. Type in a word. If it shows up in a in a clip in this, this computer database, you can watch a video of someone giving a police interview and... It is a really good investigation game in that it is completely open-ended. It is, find a word that seems interesting to you that someone says in a sentence, and if that's interesting to you, go following that thread for a while, and you just sort of spiderweb your way, following whatever catches your attention, trying to piece this non-linear narrative together, and it never explicitly tells you if you've exactly worked out what's gone on, all of these pieces you're picking up out of order, and you've... You know, it tells you eventually, like, what percentage of clips you've seen, but it's up to you to just see if you think you've you've worked out what what's going on, and when you're happy, walk away from it. And I still think it is one of the best pieces of detective mystery fiction that there is in video games, because so often stuff like the Ace Attorney games, your um, uh, Danganronpas, anything like that, is very... You didn't find the exact right thing at the exact right time and say the exact right thing, so... No, stop it. They're they're all very linear. It was really nice to just have something that felt like you were actually unearthing things and digging through and finding stuff out. Well, almost the entire game is played in your own head. Yeah. Because you're finding the evidence, sure, there's gameplay involved. But a lot of it is working out in your own head what happened. Mm. And there's no fail state in this. It's here are the tools, figure shit out, come to conclusions. Mm-hmm. And that's quite good. It's a game entirely about those moments where you suddenly think of a word. Like, you're not even playing the game. You've walked away from it for a bit and you're suddenly like, fuck, I need to search this word. And you come back and you feel like a genius because suddenly everything's opened up. Cool. It's a very good game. I really like that one. I remember that one being accused of being SJW propaganda just because a woman was in it. <laughs> a woman was in it. Amazing. Can't have a woman... Can't have a woman in a video game. That was one of those classic people telling on themselves moments. Mm. 
damn. Jim. Yeah. You enjoyed Hyrule Warriors. Oh, yeah, but first let, let Pig Meat Frank tell you about his favorite game of the past six years. The last six FIFA games. Pig Meat Frank can't get enough of them. Yeah. I spent all my money on Ultimate Team card packs. <laughs> so Hyrule Warriors. Lingario <laughs> Ferdinand. Isn't there like a, isn't there a sequel coming out to that or Yeah, yeah, there's a sequel coming out like I think next month. Well, it, there's a it's it's a sequel to Hyrule Warriors that's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Okay. <laughs> it's a bold move, but mm. one I'm weirdly into. Uh, but Hyrule Warriors is great, the original. Yeah. Um certainly one of my favorite games. It um, might be the only game I bought for the Wii U after launch. It's very good. It's the best Zelda game on Switch. There's a there's a controversial <laughs> take. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I think I can't remember if I mentioned this, but uh, I replayed Breath of the Wild last year. Ooh, yeah. And in in going into it from the uh, with a different attitude, knowing what I already knew about the game, uh, as opposed, a lot of the stuff that annoyed me on my first playthrough didn't annoy me in the second run, and I kind of came more around to being on Laura's uh, way of way Hooray! of thinking about that game. Yeah, I win. I still don't. I still don't oh. think it's a ten out of ten, but it's like a, it's it's a very 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 good game. Would you say it's more than a seven out of ten? Uh, yes, I would give it more than a seven. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you lose. Even Jim. the mildest disagreements. <laughs> only serve to further entrench me in my position and become more obnoxious as a result. It's a 6 out of 10 now. (laughs) (laughs) If it had fewer shrines and like three or four proper dungeons, it would maybe be a 10 for me then. I'm going to be honest. My opinion on Breath of the Wild has... It's not that my opinion of the game has changed, but like, here's, here's how I feel about Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is the greatest game that I never want to play again. Oh, it's like the game version of Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> That's really interesting, Laura, because I'm I'm on the other way. I find it an easy one to jump into for like 15, 20 minutes. I, I, I played that game for like 150 hours. I did all the shrines. I fucking absolutely loved that game. And I still maintain that like it was a masterpiece of a thing to go through. But... Upon, I, I've tried to go back to it a few times, and every time I, I realised that a lot of what was so magical about it was this sense of exploration, was going in blind, never knowing what was on the other side of of the mountain, you know. And psst, 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 it's a it's a shrine. <laughs> yeah, well, like when when you're going from place to place the first time through that game, I did not mind the big open spaces because that was it was part of the journey. On revisiting, it is space between things I'm trying to get to. And there is some of the magic that is lost by knowing what, what's going to be around the next corner. Yeah. And that's why I'm really curious about Breath of the Wild 2, because it looks from the trailers like maybe it's going to be using the same open mm-hmm. world. And I'm curious if there will be enough there to make that world feel exciting and unexplored again. Because that that was what the appeal of... of the original game was for me so i hope it's not a dark version of the world i don't i just that would be quite boring to me if it's just the same world but it's all it's just a palette swap <laughs> it's all it's all purple now i still kind of liked weapon durability in this one game but i do not blame anyone who hated it yeah that that is one thing i uh <clears throat> did not appreciate in going back to oblivion was the weapon and armor 
repair stuff in that game. Woof. And 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 the leveling system in Oblivion is the worst in any video game ever made. <laughs> it's appalling. Like in order to level up and effectively in Oblivion, you have to use your minor skills and level up ten times in each of the things you want to level up in, each fucking stat manages three skills. So strength, endurance, whatever. So you have to go around, level up, fucking block hand-to-hand and blade any of those three ten fucking times if you want the plus five strength. And you've got to manage this spreadsheet bullshit with three different stats with every single level. And if you only use your major skills, which is, you know, what you would think you would do in an RPG, then you're going to get really underpowered by, like, level... 10. <laughs> so I, 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 I just used, uh, I just said, fuck this, opened up the console commands, put everything to level 100, 100 skill in everything, 500 grand soul gems to recharge my sword, swack it down to fucking easy, there we go, now I can have fun with Oblivion. <laughs> if you play it on PC and just cheat, then it's fun. And, and, there's a controller uh, mod for PC now. Because I, that's why I never played the PC version, because I hate playing on mouse and keyboard, because I'm on mouse and keyboard all day long with my work and my fucking shoulder's going to fall off. So it's nice to sit back and uh, ruin my, my forearms instead with a controller, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, comrade, hmm. you got you got a couple of games left you haven't talked about that you liked from the times of the past. Uh, yeah, uh, I really like Oxygen Not Included. Uh, what is I, that? <laughs> I think we, I think I've mentioned it maybe once or twice before on the show. It's uh, Clay Entertainment. Uh, they did uh, Path or Mark of the Ninja and um, something else that I can't remember. Shank before that, but something else after Mark of the Ninja. Hmm. Um, but it's it's. A, sim- a little simulator where you have these little clone duplicates that you can assign to perform tasks and build a colony within this asteroid. And you have to manage their uh, toilet needs, their food needs, their oxygen mm. requirements, give them access to water, and then, you know, make them happy. And over time, get access to better energy sources and yada, 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 and on and on and on it goes. But the thing that really makes it interesting compared to a lot of these other games for me was the way it handles um, gaseous dynamics. It's just cool to have a game where where air pressure matters in such a significant way. Yeah, I, out of all of the sort of, and I play a lot of this sort of base building simulation stuff. The the Oddworld games, the air pressure def, uh, also matters in those games. Which Oddworld game? All of them with the fart mechanic. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it handles gaseous stuff. Yeah. See. There you go. Air pressure. Anytime you get a uh, little pneumatics going on in the game, I'm there. I'm there for it. And yeah, so Oxygen Not Concluded is a really, really solid game that, I, you know, I think they just finally, it's been in beta for early access for years, uh, it feels like. And it must be because I've been playing it for years and it just finally hit 1.0 sometime in the last year. And there's so much crap in it. Like, I can't even begin to talk about just the level of balance in this ecosystem and and how just delightful and strange it is. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And, and thank God there are guides. I'm looking at, scre- at screenshots, Conrad, and it's got um, a really nice art style. Yeah, it does. It's, it's very sort of, it feels hand-drawn, everything. Yeah. And, and the characters are really well animated. And they, they have... Uh, 
stress levels. And so when they start getting stressed out by stuff, they'll, you know, look sad and be hunched over and, you know, shuffling along. And if they get really panicked, they'll have a, you know, just a full on screaming session as they run everywhere they go, arms flailing. And it's just really fun it's extremely relatable oh yeah say. yeah no definitely it, well you know i mean i think we can all all identify with sort of waking up one day and discovering that we are in the middle of a black space from which there feels like there's no escape right <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, before we wrap up for this week i've got a couple left of games what i quite liked over the last few years i'm just gonna rattle through some of them don't need to say a huge amount of them because i think no one else on the podcast cared about any of them I really liked Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I really liked that all the Pokemon were visible on the overworld and you could ride the Pokemon. The, the shiny Pokemon were visible shiny on the overworld, which meant that I could spend 600 hours getting every shiny Pokemon, and that was great. I loved it. The catching mechanics weren't great, but I don't care. There's all the shinies. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's like an hour-long playable music video, and it's really gay and very neon and... It's just a lot of good femme pop music and music rhythm gameplay, and it's only like an hour long, which means that like once every six weeks I go back and replay it start to finish, and I have a very happy time every time I do so. Oh, there, there, there's one I don't know if if you if you mentioned it, but it's definitely not just one of my games of the gener of the generation, but of all time, which was Disco Elysium. <laughs> yes, we did mention it. It's such a good game, right? <laughs> it's a fucking masterpiece. I absolutely adored it. Yep. I knew I knew that game would be your jam. It it is one of the oh, it, it is such a good role playing game mm. in just letting you commit to your weird bizarre choices and just stick with them see how they go it took me like six months to write a song about that one <laughs> i mean i don't even know where you start writing a song about something like that where everyone's player experience can be that varied well that 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 was that was the theme of the song. It was, uh, I, I don't know where I'm going, but I know I'll make it mine. That was the, pretty much the starting point for that song. Because that's, that's the thing. I've, I've spoken to so many people about this game and they've, they've gone about everything so wildly differently. And again, as we said, it, it's ultimately just branching spreadsheet points, but like they made it feel so wide open. That company are lovely as well, I, might, I must add. They literally went into their game engine and recorded special footage for me for the music video that was like so cool of them oh, so that's yeah, lovely. thank you for doing that disco elysium devs you rock yeah yeah so there's there's footage in that video that's nowhere else it, it's always nice when you have a positive interaction with developers yeah. I, had, I had one this week just as a side note um my video i did about tell me why and trans representation in that game the devs reached out and said some really lovely things about that video and updated their q a to include some stuff that they missed that i pointed out they'd missed putting in the q a that was really nice I was like, hooray, I helped. Dishonor 2, Dishonor um, 2, and I will I will fight you, Jim, over this one. <laughs> oh, I think that just fell off uh, Xbox Game Pass and I didn't shed a tear. It's funny, isn't it? Because I, I like, Dishonor 2 had like my favorite level design probably ever in a video game. It, it's one of those games that like, I wouldn't put it on my top games of the last six years, but I can't deny that it's clearly incredibly well made. Like, I can see the mastery that has gone into the sheer variety of approaches of how you can go through those spaces. Like, it didn't grab me, but I could see on paper how great it was. The Clockwork Mansion was just 
brain meltingly yeah. clever and cool and just I just there's never been anything like it before and probably ne never will be again you know yeah Donut County great game thing that has most captured the Katamari Damacy uh, spirit in in a long time I don't know if I would have put it in my like top five six of the last six years it's very good it's another one that because it's only a couple of hours long I will come back to it every now and then and I really enjoy re it's it's yeah it's just a little bite-sized chunk of I just want something simple to come back to and I, I I have found myself replaying it which I don't do with a lot of games yeah I can see that I, it has a lot of value there as something just light and returnable yeah i feel the same way about a short hike yes yeah uh and the, the last one i was gonna put in that's in that like very short and i keep coming back to it range is minute mm -hmm. minute's very good yeah top down zelda-esque game where you die every 60 seconds and it's just i've got 60 seconds what tiny bit of incremental pro progress can i make mm -hmm. it's another game that you know within an hour hour and a half i, I can have beaten it and I come back to it a couple of times a year and go, yeah, that's that's a real that's a real nice bit of game design right there. There's uh, one other that I well, there's two others that I probably feel like I'd have to mention on some level from the last six years, and one of those is uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh, that's a masterpiece! Uh, it's phenomenal uh, as just uh, as a co-op as a cooperative game, um, and one that couch co-ops so mm. so well because there's no need for split screen everything that's required to play is right there and it's frantic but it's still very it, it's the kind of game you could play with someone you actually care about yes right and i love that about it it's it's cutesy and you know that might, it might come across as a bit too much for some people but i found it incredibly endearing and fun. Yeah. Just a lot of fun to play. It is an absolutely adorable multiplayer game that doesn't have that. It, it's not a relationship ruiner. It's just <laughs> work together and make this thing float through space. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's going to get a little chaotic, but just keep at it. You'll get it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels very low pressure. What were you going to say, Gav? Oh, no, it's just uh, I was giggling along with you about the ruining relationship stuff. Yeah, yeah relationship ruiner <laughs> is definitely a genre for some co-op games. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other thing that you know, I want to bring up, and this is probably maybe just the most timely game of the last six years, uh, and that would be uh, that'd be Tonight We Riot. Yes. And, and that's, I mean, I have a lot of feelings that I've expressed before about the content of that game and uh and it is a very fun game and it, it uh, as a game it probably wouldn't make my list just all on its own it's fun it's a sort of pick mini type thing and um but it's messaging on one level sure falls right in line with me but more to the point is that the development studio behind it uh is operating as a collective they're demonstrating that they can put together a you know pretty successful game uh and then they were again you know willing to put a lot of sales to bed um by taking their very recently released game um and putting it in the uh, bundle for racial justice on itch.io mm. um and i mean in just i think anybody who was ever going to buy that game on pc has it now in there and sure there will be people who will go on and buy it again in other places and things like that um but to really just sort of uh put so much of your 
politics into a game like that and then to back it up by saying, you know what, we don't need the sales because this is more important. Uh, I think it's just incredibly uh, admirable for Pixel Pushers 512. So, um, yeah, that that game mean, meant a lot to me in the last six years. Agreed. Yeah. Wonderful game. And yeah, I'll rattle off a couple couple quick ones just for myself as well. Plague Tale Innocence. Still good. one of the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the, the best story-driven games I've played in a long time. It is It is the, the one game by Focus Home Interactive that, like, I don't feel the need to recommend with caveats. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just, it's just great. It's unequivocally an excellent game. Except the final boss fight. <laughs> I didn't mind that, actually. I did not mind the final boss fight. Like, I'd heard a lot of people had said, like, the last couple chapters were really bad. But I didn't have an issue with it. It seemed fine. But a lot of people didn't like it. I mean, you know, it's not like... I loved it. It was just literally that final boss fight I, I found didn't like it. It had um, one one early level that's just you in a village being chased. Oh, yeah. is so well done. I'm, I'm a bugger for a good chase sequence in a game anyway. But that one, there was something really just, just oppressive about it, um, but in a really good way. And the stealth segments were just so well directed. Production value-wise, that felt like a... Triple A! <laughs> it's one of them games that punches above its weight, but actually hits its mark. Yeah. It's in there with, like, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, in, like, it, it has no right to feel as polished and big budget as it does considering like the team size it was made by mm. it, it definitely is like it, it is a really impressive thing that they pulled it all together yeah i i couldn't come on here and not mention witcher 3 i know it's like a really oh, for sure really obvious choice but like i mean i can't believe i forgot it when early you asked what games did i like i was like gav can't remember a game he's liked there are games that like Everyone has games that we say change our lives, but this literally changed my life for like my, what that game did for my career was just incredible. Like my views when, when Wait the White Wolf came out, my YouTube views literally doubled overnight and stayed that way ever since. And anytime I put out a Witcher song, it's a hit and it's just, I, I'm so grateful to that story for inspiring me so much and and to see, and to the, the, like, that company have been so cool to me, like, over the years. And I, I you know, even this year, I got to do that musical uh, collaboration with Tina Go, Tina Goao and the others, and, like, for the the fifth anniversary thing. And it was just so, it, they, they're so good with fans. And, you know, yeah. that game was, I'm glad. and it was a fucking fantastic game on top of all that. It, it is, it is a ridiculously, like, content dense game there is so much stuff in there and so um, much quality stuff yeah i went back and replayed blood and wine recently and <sighs> oh yeah. so good i love blood and wine it's so camp and it's so uh it's so the atmosphere of the main game can be a bit oppressive at times and blood and wine is like the lovely sunny honeymoon holiday after all of that you know <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the palate cleanser that game needed yeah exactly it, 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 it feels like uh, the feeling I get playing through the Citadel stuff for Mass Effect. Like, forget what you think about the rest of Mass Effect 3. The Citadel stuff in that. Exactly. I get the same sort of feeling out of uh, Blood and Wine. Absolutely. Def that was a, that's like the perfect way to describe it. And uh, I, it ended so well as well that like when people talk about, yeah. oh, when's the next Witcher game? I'm like, I, I don't want another Witcher game. 
because it ended the story so perfectly. See, that's why I compare it to Citadel. It it feels like just a really nice character-based send-off of like, I don't need yeah. anymore. This this is how these characters' stories end. Yeah, and I, exactly. And I, I worry that if they do more, it's going to not have endings for the characters the way I want. <laughs> you know? Sometimes just let a character's story end. Yeah. I would be like super cool with like a game where you play as Siri. You know, and like go off doing, but then, you know, with given the, the multiple endings thing, I don't think, I don't see how they would ever do another one unless they pick something as canon, you know? Sorry, I've got mouth flicks going on. I know the audience fucking hates that. No, no one. The fact that you are here, I don't think anyone's going to complain about oh, mouth sounds. Yeah. If you come back, right? And, and that's their takeaway from this, right? <laughs> they can boil their heads. I'm using a grandmother, a grandmother berating tool there. I'm telling people to boil their heads. No one who was born before 1945 says that. After 1945 says that. Mm. Uh, did anyone else have any games they wanted to get get done before we wrap up? Well, I've still got a couple I'm just going to rattle through quick. Pony Island <gasps> and The Hex. Same developer. Oh, two very different yeah. games, but... Very heavy on the meta narrative examination of video game stuff. It was popular for a while after Undertale. A lot of games did it, but um, I think, is it Dan Mulligan? Um, yeah. Yeah, Pony Island and, and The Hex are both excellent. P Pony Island definitely got me more than The Hex, but both of them are very good yeah pony island came out of nowhere and has been largely forgotten now um but it, it's really good i i highly recommend it uh titanfall 2 i know we all really yes. like that uh the the campaign yeah i recently replayed it a few months ago and it's still great ea really screwed that game by releasing it when they did oh absolutely it? yeah Cut its legs out. I was looking through like the various news stories that happened over the years while we were recording this podcast, and one I will note is in 2017, EA bought Respawn to do absolutely nothing well, with. If anything, they hurt yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was true at the time, and of course... Uh, it's only become more true over time. Well, I mean, Respawn has made them big money with Apex Legends now. Yeah, but... But, but where's 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 the Titanfall 2 campaigns? Where's that stuff? If y'all out there ever need... A really good, really fun uh, four or five hour shooter experience. Go play Titanfall 2 because that campaign is so yeah. good. And and you've got your own like Optimus Prime buddy that has that own, that little <gasps> story going on. And it's very cool. It is probably my favorite single player campaign in a shooter ever. God, I don't know what my favorite single player shooter. Ah, Half-Life 2. <laughs> I, I can't believe I had to think about that one. <laughs> Although then there's Bioshock as well. No, actually, this is a harder one than I thought. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, what, one other one that came to mind that I've just realized I probably should mention. I still think about the Beginner's Guide sometimes. The Beginner's Guide is like a fascinating piece piece of art. Was that the one where the guy stole the other dude's story? And that 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 is the the narrative conceit. Yeah, is that he he was someone who's like, hey, here's a bunch of works from this other person, and I want you know we'll go through them and we'll try and understand the person who made them, and then it takes a bit of a narrative turn. I I I still don't know how I ultimately feel about it, but I know that it is a piece of work that was very memorable and moving that I had a lot to say about. It is it is a fascinating piece of art that I still don't know how to interpret. 
and that, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. Did you did you mention uh, Edith Finch? No. Oh yeah, what became of Edith Finch? She's lovely. The best walking sim ever. God, they've made some good games over the last six years. And oh, they made quite a couple of nice ones. Neo, I think is one we all liked as well oh neo yeah neo yeah i didn't the second one was uh i did not have the patience <laughs> i died like nine times on the first mini boss and i was like yeah no i'm out after sekiro <laughs> this ne- is ne- like <laughs> no neo 2 simultaneously feels like a more polished game and a game i care a lot less about <laughs> it was honestly for me it was just too hard i just didn't have the patience for it same <laughs> There were other ones. I mean, I know, I know. Jim was a big fan of Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah, 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 huge! Can't get enough of it. Yeah. Adam Sandler's favorite game. I, I love how you can set off a nuke in that one. Oh, oh, oh! And I don't know what else you can do in it. <laughs> I played the uh, Wastelanders expansion, and it was good. It had like the story stuff in it. Is, is that is that the one that added like actual yeah. NPCs you could talk to that had quests and plot? It did, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the the NPC quests in it were some of the best uh, stuff that Bethesda's done in a long time. Like some of the characters and quests were very funny and very just really nice, good old Fallout stuff. And I really hope that's the direction they're going <laughs> with like Star. You see, I'm I'm quietly optimistic about this uh, Microsoft thing because they no longer have a, a Donald Trump's brother and that Robert Altman guy now on their board of directors. So, you know, I think... And historically, hasn't Microsoft done pretty good when they've bought stuff? No? I, it, it entirely depends how far back you look, because, like, yeah, you know, there, there have been some good success stories of stuff that Microsoft has bought, and then there's companies like Rare that they have not utilised very well since purchasing yeah. them. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, put it that way. That uh, I'm hoping that it turns out well. Hopefully, Microsoft giving them loads of money means that they won't have to design games around Atomic Shop. Put it that way. <laughs> wouldn't Wouldn't it be nice if this led to a Bethesda that released games that they could afford to bug test and to not fill to the brim with microtransactions? Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah, because that I mean. We all have our jokes about Fallout 76 and the bugs and everything, but at the end of the day, for me, the main thing that hurt that game experience was that the gameplay was designed around trying to get you to go into the atomic shop and that it starts to become more transparent the more you play it and the more you're getting frustrated with your stash always being full and like, I don't know, just... Mm. Yeah, that that is that is not a a complete video game that you can just purchase the video game and go. Yes, I feel like I can play it start to finish yeah, now. Because it is tempting. It's tempting just to buy repair kits or to you know. Well, I would never get Fallout first, and I'm the hugest Fallout fan. But that was just paying to have a bigger stash was just so, like what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, <sighs> not 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 a good game. But I'm really I'm 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 optimistic now, and I think if like they're allowed now, probably to be a bit more to do what they kind of want to do a bit more and have that creative freedom, I'm hoping they will go back to kind of less exploitative games. Not that like I I don't think Fallout seventy six is the worst game ever made. I actually had a bit of quite a lot of fun with it when Wastelanders came out. But uh, I it's not one that I'll revisit forever like Skyrim because of the multiple frustrations in it because of the like stuff like the stash and all that you know. Hmm. 
Yeah. But it's it's a, it's a lot better than <laughs> it was at launch, you know. <laughs> that's that's what I keep hearing. I just I I tried it and didn't stick with it and I I can't be bothered to re-download it to try it again. Yeah. It's well that one mm. of those things. Sometimes if if I give a game a go once and it's not good, you're going to struggle to get me to come back for that other for that other it's good now attempt. That's perfectly fair. That's that's how I am about No Man's Sky, you know. Yeah, I I've, I've heard so many good things about No Man's Sky now. I've not gone back to check. Um, I, I get P- I get PTSD thinking about aiming my gun at rocks for like thirty seconds at a time. <laughs> I I I have flashbacks to getting stuck on a loop of planets where I physically couldn't leave oh, and wow. was just running around in circles <laughs> yes. for a while. It was not good. It was not good for my health. I got a bit obsessive about it and was like, no, nope, need to just stop playing this. Did anyone else have any other games they wanted to get in? Oh, we oh, we got we got them all. I think we're good. I think they're all got. Probably didn't get them all, but. We're not going to think of everything, are we? I'd go further, but I've been in excruciating pain since we've started the podcast, so I'm good to wrap up. Well, this, see, this is part of why I've been trying to wrap up. I know we've got someone with a with a poorly back we need to get sorted. So should we should we say we're wrapping up here for this week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this has been lovely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the thing where we we. It, people do self-promotion because we've got a guest gavin where can people find you and the things you're doing you can find my music on youtube and spotify uh and where else is it it's on bandcamp and itunes i haven't promoted myself in, in a year so give me a sec uh, you can find it all under miracle of sound and uh if you've n- if you've no idea who i am it, i do a lot of music that's kind of based on the stories in, in movies and games and TV and stuff. So if you're a big nerd, uh, which I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you are, then you'll probably enjoy my songs. It's adorable. It's adorable. The audience has only gone down since Gavin left, <laughs> yet thinks nobody knows who he is. Uh, you, you should know Gavin. He did a song about Commander Shepard once. <laughs> well, actually, Laura, I am uh, dreading this Mass Effect remaster, not because I don't want to play it, because I really do, but oh my goodness, <laughs> the fucking requests are already starting for a remake of that song, and I'm I'm just going to have to mute the words on Twitter. I mean, I mean, when you started doing this show, that was the first time I realised I knew yeah. who you were. I went, oh, you're the you're, Shepherd you can guy. Have a remake, you can have a remake of Take It Back, but no, not, not of Commander Shepard. That song's fine as it is, as a meme. It, it was a moment in time. It's it's going to be there forever. You can still enjoy it, but I'm, I have no plans to revisit it myself. Uh, I've realised I've... I've, I've change the whole routine because normally Jim would introduce me and I don't know what to do now. I'll introduce yeah. myself. I'm Laura. Laura K Buzz everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. I stream Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. I do a series on YouTube every Friday called Accessibility, where I do videos about the video game industry and accessibility and representation and just helping more people with disabilities to be able to play games. You should check that out. There's books. Uncomfortable labels. That's out now. Things I learned from Mario's Butt, finally coming out on February 4th, 2021. Gender Euphoria is coming out in June 2021. It is an anthology of non non cis people's positive gender affirming stories. And then there's podcasts. There's Pixel Squirt. It's about video game porn. 
uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is about things that aren't video games, and Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven with Conrad. Oh, hex! So you are, Laura. How do you find time to eat or sleep? Laura? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Conrad. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. You can uh, support all of the weird crap I do at Patreon.com/slash/FistShark, or buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at PinfulTruth.com, or audiobooks at ConradReads.com. Or, hey, uh, I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash that Conrad Zimmerman, like three days a week. I'm right on right before Laura. So if you were planning to show up, Laura, and you got a little bit of time to kill beforehand, you can come hang out with me, too. Um, I do some other podcasts and other stuff, but hey, you know what's really important? Jim has a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. You can support it if you'd like. Um, I would very much like to do a nice ending spiel about, oh, 300 and all that, but I'm in no state to do it. It's very disappointing for me. Um, but Jim also has a Twitch channel, twitch.tv. <laughs> yeah, Twitch TV Jim Sterling now. We changed the name. Yeah. So Twitch TV Jim Sterling. Um, not streamed as much as I'd like to because of injury this week, but hopefully Thursday um, before or after this is out uh, I'll be back to back to doing stuff and that's about it thank you for listening thank you for being with us for 300 episodes Jesus bloody Christ thank you for Jonathan for coming on that was a delight and thank mm. you for being here Gavin thank you so much it was a delight to speak to you again it was lovely to speak to you too again and Conrad it's nice to speak to you as well yes what a fun time we've had yeah alright time to say goodbye so Jim can rest his back yeah bye 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 <laughs> bye oh well my butt oh go away baby but, yeah, fuck's sake